you're listening to the Mental Detox Podcast, and I am your host, Leslie Flores. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. If this is your first time listening, I'm so glad you're here today. This past week has been heavily charged for me with very heavy emotions. Three people I know tested positive for COVID, and you know, the governor is starting to order curfews for several counties in my state. And I've noticed that a lot of people have started panic shopping again. So it's kind of, you know, like deja vu. It's like it's all happening again. And it doesn't help to see all of the news articles and news channels projecting the worst and saying, you know, that the winter that we're heading into might be the darkest and that we're we're barely like stepping into those dark waters. So a lot of their projections, a lot of, of the things that people are saying that might happen and this might be like that. It's like it's too much information to process and most of the time is filtered through their own fears and their own worries. And this is, it's true that, you know, when life gets harder and things start to go, you know, south and everything just seems to be all over the place, when everything starts to point towards catastrophes, we tend to only see scarcity. We focus on everything that we could be missing. We focus on the things that we might run out of. And because we are so stressed, we regress, our minds regress, and our mindset shifts back into survival mode, which blocks our ability to spot the resources that God has already provided for us. So it is true that as we head into, you know, what we know as a second wave of COVID, our mindset might shift back into only spotting the negative the scarcity, the worst things that could happen. And if you are able to, I would like for you to open up your Bible to 2 Kings chapter 4, and we're going to start reading in verse 1. Because this story in particular, oh my gosh, it shows exactly what we go through when times get rough, and our our mindset kind of goes into this tunnel vision of like, nope, we don't have enough. We don't have enough. We're going to run out. We're not going to be okay. And we start to panic. And this story right here, oh my gosh, it's proof that even through the scarcity, even through what we see as being little, there is always plenty. So if you are able to open up your Bible Let's go to 2 Kings chapter 4, and we're going to start in verse 1. So verse 1 says, The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. So let's pause here for a minute. Elisha, if you are familiar with Elisha, oh my gosh, she's one of my favorite Bible persons. Um, but he had established a school of prophets. So he had this community. Um, and in this community, he had established this school. Kind of like a like a 
like a study group, okay, but but bigger because these boys or these men, they were prophets. And these prophets were there to guide the people back to God and away from idolatry. And this man who died was one of those prophets that Elisha, you know, was in charge of. So this man, he dedicated his life to God's work. And at that time, the creditor that it's talking about, you know, he was going to take the two sons away because slavery was a way to cover the debt that this family owed. And if the sons were taken as slaves, then this woman would probably starve to death because women weren't allowed to work. Okay, it was very limited, the things that she could do in order to fend for herself. So at this point where she is standing and how she's looking at the situation, it was a dead end for her. And now verse two, it says, Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. Take a look at Elisha's response. It's so interesting because he says, well, what do you have in your house? You know, like, have you taken time to like do an inventory? He was really asking if she did her homework. Like, did you actually look to see if you have anything that can be, you know, beneficial to the situation? And one thing that we forget is that God gives us the ability to problem solve to take inventory of our resources. And this kind of problem solving includes being aware, opening up your eyes, be aware of what is available to you. The widow's response to Elisha shows that she had already done that part that, you know, corresponded to her. And so she had made inventory of everything that was in her home, anything that was available to help cancel out the debt. And she said, you know, there is nothing except a small jar of olive oil. Think about it. She had probably already sold any furniture. So any beds, any chairs, any tables, any cooking pots or utensils, any personal items, anything that she could probably get rid of to get some money to help pay off the debt. So she probably, you know, she was already working on this. She was problem solving. She was doing her thing. And she got rid of everything, came down to just this tiny, small jar of oil. And in her eyes, and even in our eyes, she lived in poverty. She was in misery at that point. She had nothing, or at least she believed she had nothing. Verse three to six say, Elisha said, go around and ask all of your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside, shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars and as each is filled, put it to the side. She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars and kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to to one of her sons, bring me another one. But he replied, there is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. Note that reaching out for help from her community was a huge part of this miracle. So 
they gather all the jars and when they were finally, when they started pouring, every single jar was filled, every single one. They started to, you know, to fill, they collected every single jar they could. And what she thought was nothing was enough to fill all the jars. So they started pouring and pouring and continued pouring and the oil would not run out. I don't know about you, but if I were there, my eyes would be wide open. You know, tendría los ojos como platos. Like I would not want to miss a single thing. Like this is freaking amazing. The oil only stopped pouring when the last jar was filled. I mean, that's like taking out of like a movie, you know, <laughs> and it was real life. Now, verse seven says, she went and told the man of God. So she went to Elisha and told Elisha, oh my gosh, you know, like we filled it up and, you know, like we have all these jars. And Elisha said to her, go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. Olive oil in that time was a big commodity. It's what they used to ignite the lambs, you know, for cooking, to protect the skin, to hydrate it. They put it in medicinal ointments. You know, they used it for beauty products. Like it was the hot thing to have. And the amount of oil that this widow and her two sons had in their possession now, it would propel them into successful business owners. All of this out of nothing. What she saw as scarcity, God used as provision. Her mindset was fixed on seeing all the things or all the physical things, the things that were available, the things that can, can be measured with the human eye. And how often has this happened to you when you've ignored God's provision because it looked like nothing to you? Your nothing, the thing that looks insignificant to you, not enough to get you through your needs, that thing, that nothing might just be the one thing that God is already using to bless you. What our human mind perceives as scarcity is God's provision. Just enough and a little more. What you call little, God has blessed you with it. Have you, like the widow, sold everything you had and now you're left with what seems nothing? You know, you might be only left with your worries or you might, you know, be running out of everything and you only have your fears and your doubts. And it's so scary because, you know, things seem to just be going down the drain and you might not even feel near him anymore. You might not even feel his presence with you. And that makes it even more scarier. Today, I tell you that God's provision for your life cannot be measured with your eyes. God's protection for you, for your life, is supernatural. Through hard times, it's easy to feel discouraged when we don't see enough of what we need at hand. When companies start laying off people through the second wave of COVID, when, you know, the hospitals start to fill up with COVID patients and we start seeing the death tolls going up and, you know, when money starts to run low and we start wondering if we're going to make it through this darkness, 
there is something already in your home that God has blessed you with. That little thing, that nothing that you have has a blessing over it and it will not run out. God's provision exceeds any human comprehension. It will come in ways you don't understand. It will be unexpected and it will always be on time. So shift your mindset. You're nothing or all those little things, you know, all of your nothings have a whole lot of something from heaven to you. Thank you for stopping by today. Please leave a review and head over to www.leslieflores.com to learn more about the Uniquely Confident School, an online community of faith-driven women determined to manage their mind and live confidently. Thank you.